This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Harrison County Development Commission. Through their C-Force training program, they provide high school students an internship in career fields of their choice. This allows the student to see if that career is right for them, and it also provides work experience that they can list on their resume. The Harrison County Development Commission also focuses on keeping retired military personnel right here on the Gulf Coast by connecting them with companies looking for skilled workers. You can visit them on their website at mississippicoast.org or like them on their Facebook page. Now let's jump into the episode. What's up, everybody? It's the Brownwater Banter Podcast. I am Jared Seymour. I'm Joey Cates. And man, we got a great episode today. We have Mark and Chris here from uh, something I'm assuming most people on the Gulf Coast have heard of, the Hurricane Hunters, man. Super excited to have y'all in the studio today. Thanks so much for coming out. How y'all doing? Doing good. Good, great. Good, good, good deal. Um, like I say, man, I know a lot of people have heard y'all's name before living here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, hurricanes are kind of a big deal for us. Um, uh, 2005 Hurricane Katrina, probably one of the biggest things that's happened here. Um, and all of the storms in between from then before then and, uh, and ones that we'll face in the future, y'all play a humongous part in getting vital information to our region, but really the whole entire United States. And I'm sure that you know, that information goes everywhere throughout the world, right? So yeah. um, one other cool note real quick before we get into this podcast, just so all the people listening know, Joey is super, super afraid terrified. of the weather. He, of all terrified. the people I know, he is the most scared of thunderstorms, uh, anytime not, the wind I'm not blows. too scared to admit it. Either. I mean, I'm not too proud to admit it. Either. Yeah. So, so this is going to be fun to talk. Uh, this have this conversation here with Joey. This is here. my worst nightmare coming true. But uh, can y'all? Can, <laughs> we'll start with you, Mark. Can you introduce to yourself to the people and what you do in, in the Hurricane Hunters? I'm Major Mark Withy, and I'm a navigator with the 53rd Weather Reconnaissance Squadron. And uh, so I'm the guy that's in the radar, finding the safest way through the storm. Very important part of the, yes. <laughs> the operation. And Chris, could you tell us what you do, man? So. My name is Tech Sergeant Christopher Carranza, and I am the Public Affairs Specialist for the 403rd Wing, and I'm basically his hype man. That's right. Um, yeah. That's why you're here today, man. Yeah. Everybody needs one. <laughs> I make sure that the information that they gather, any right. kind of photos, video, I put that out as soon as I can and uh, let the world know what's going on. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. He brought a, um, a glitter machine and fog machine and all kind of strobe lights for him, but yeah. we didn't have the time or the uh, ability to hook all that up. So right. sorry about that. Well, the fog <laughs> machine would scare him, I think. <laughs> it's Joey got nervous, so we had to turn it off. But uh, so so walk us through a little bit of the history of the Hurricane Hunters. How, how long have y'all been around? I know in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah so sure. it really started uh, back in the 40s. Uh, there's a, a guy um, that flew through a, a storm on a bet. Um, Really? Yeah. Flew a, a train plane through, uh, and that kind of really started the, the idea of, hey, you can fly through a storm and, and not die. Um, and so then after that, weather reconnaissance flights began uh, in, in an official manner. Um, go out, find out where the storm is, see what it's doing. Um, at that point, there was no satellites, anything like that. So right. it, was, it was airborne reconnaissance that, uh, that started Um been a variety of specialized aircraft that uh, have done it over the years. Uh, for uh, in recent history, though, it's all been the C-130 platform. That's the plane we think of when I when I think of Keystone Air the Force big, Base. Big barges, right? The big, yeah, poof, huge yeah. things. Yeah, four engines. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a that, like, when I think of Keystone Air Force Base, that's the plane that I think yeah. of the most. So, um, so y'all started flying that plane through these storms. Yes. Uh, and, and so there's there's a few reasons for that. Uh, it's big aircraft that can carry all the, the equipment required, four engines, so you got some some safety factor in there. No right. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so the uh, the J models that we're flying right now, those uh, for those that are kind of familiar with the uh, C-130, mm-hmm. uh, those easily distinguished from the earlier H models that have the uh, six-bladed props. Okay. Um, and we've been flying those, uh, the J models here in the Hurricane Hunter mission um, for uh, almost 20 years now. Okay, okay. That's, uh, that's I know the, the props that you're talking about, they have a distinct look to them. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, how did you get involved with the hurricane hunters? Like what, how do you wake up one day and say, I'm going to fly planes in the storms. That's what I want to do. Uh, so I, I spent a decade on active duty, um, flying regular C-130s okay. and, um, did that, did a bunch of tours in, uh, in, in the Iraq and Afghanistan region. Um, and navigator is not a growth career field in the air force. <laughs> and so, uh, I was looking for other options. Had to branch and, out. Yeah. And. And I knew some guys that had been down here and done this, and it sounded like a pretty awesome opportunity. Yeah. So about five years ago, pulled the trigger on it and came down here. And uh, it's it's a very different mission than what I was used to, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's really awesome. Were you, were you mm-hmm. nervous going in for the first time? I mean, obviously being in, a, I guess, a war zone like you're talking about, right? You served, uh, you said in Iraq and stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah. guess, you know, maybe a hurricane isn't quite as bad, but I, I know I would be. It's worse for me. I'd be white knuckled on the <laughs> side of everything you know, the, holding on. The big thing is it's it's you're you're really changing your mindset and and for really anyone in aviation is is you're avoiding the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You, you you know, if you have a, a thunderstorm, you just steer clear of it. Here we're going into the biggest storms and we're we're finding a, a safe way to pick our way through in into the center of it. Uh, so you you're kind of changing the way you think about flying into weather. Um, but apart from that, no, not not really a a nervous, nervous okay. thing. It's just, right. hey, this you is kind of something, hero. something new and and cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, when when we mentioned a little bit before we started recording, we were going over some of this stuff. We got this big map out here, and I know most people are not going to be able to see it from the the video here. But can you talk us through like y'all? What is your mission, right? When the when the uh, it's, before it's named a name storm, right? Sure. You talked about that. You, it's your job to go out there and figure out what it is, where it is, and where it's going. Am I correct in that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess probably the best way is to to start how uh, you know with how storms comes come across. Sure. There, yeah. There's there's a lot of different ways that, that storms can or places where storms can originate, but I think what what a lot of people think of is they're coming across the Atlantic, um, and from so Africa. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. so they they're coming across uh, from Africa, and um, so they're going to be on satellite for a long time because you know they're out in the middle of the Atlantic, and so they'll be be being watched. Um, as they come across and at, at when the, our area of responsibility uh, starts at, at 54 West. So out past here, okay. um, they're going to be looking storms that are, are identified uh, or potential storms that are identified. Um, that's going to be getting watched. And then if there's something of interest, uh, we're, we'll be forward deploying or uh, to, to some place that, that we can then fly it out of. We have a forward operating location in St. Croix uh, is our, our normal area um, that gives us the reach to get out to. A jump off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so go out there and then depending on how the storm is developed, we may do an invest flight, investigational flight. Okay. Uh, if, it, if it's not certain that, that closed circulation has started with the storm, or we may just go to straight to a fixed mission uh, if, if the storm is, is developed enough. Um, so we'll uh, we'll go out there. Mm-hmm. We'll start um, making passes through. They'll have a pretty good idea based on satellite uh, data 
where the center is, okay. but then we'll start flying it and getting actual direct measurements of, of what the storm's intensity is uh, and, and just gathering the data to help uh, feed into the computer models. And, and you said, and this was one of the things I was thinking of earlier, bringing and thinking about it again now, with, with all those satellite technologies that we have nowadays, right? A layman like myself, you might think, well, can't we just get all that information from from the satellite, right? But you, that's not true, right? There's only a limited amount of what they can get from the satellite imagery and that type of thing. You actually still obviously have to go in the storm and, and measure it. Is that right? Yeah. So the, the satellites, what they can do is is, is pretty awesome, mm-hmm. but they don't allow for direct measurement of the, the intensity of the storm. And wh- where you kind of really see the value in, in what we do is once we do have that first flight and the data that we gather is fed into the computer models, uh, how much that that changes um, the ability to model where the storm is going and how it will develop. Um, so yes, th- there's a lot that satellites can do, but ultimately yeah, directly the measuring <laughs> yeah. the, the intensity of the storm and gathering that data is, is essential. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, we talked about it too. You. You don't fly above this. That that's one of the things that I thought. I was like, you know, that's probably super scary, but at least you're above it. That that's not correct. No, no, we're we're. I knew maybe you dipped into it for a minute, but that's wrong. Like right you're into in the it. eye you're of the right storm. Yeah, we're we're flying through at ten thousand feet, uh, right through the middle, um, and uh, right right in the thick of it, and that gives us uh, the best opportunity to to get the center of uh, of the storm. And to directly measure what's going on in the, the wind bands and measure measure all, all the things that we need to. You you uh, how do you go about flying into a hurricane? Right, you talk about you pick a, a location and then y'all fly like uh, like we said NASCAR pattern. You yeah, fly left pattern. turns only. Is that right? And, yeah, and mo- or mostly left turns mostly. Yeah, so we fly what's called an alpha pattern. If you look at it on the chart here, uh, it's it's an X pattern. Right. Yeah. Um, when the the uh, when when we're looking at at a storm, um, they're going to be gathering uh, a, a tentative center from the satellite data, mm-hmm. and then uh, the mission planners will be looking. Okay, where do we where are we flying from to hit at that, and then get an entry point. Uh, we'll start out 112 miles uh, from the center. Um, it's uh, then fly into the middle, fly out the other side, make yeah. a left hand turn. It, I'm looking at the map. People that are listening audio only, and I, again the video component. We got it, but it's like if you think of a clock, you you hit it. You know, this is obviously three dimensions of space, but you hit it at about eleven o'clock, right? And you're flying almost to like four o'clock ish, right? Yeah. So it, it, we're it's intercardinal. Uh, so if you think of your cardinal north, east, south, and, and right. west, uh, we're, we're intercardinal. So we'll enter from uh, well, we can enter from any point, but we'll be say in this case entering from the the, the northwest right. and exiting to the southeast okay make okay. a left-hand turn going up to the uh the northeast quadrant and and making a left turn going inbound from there and, and what go ahead, Jay, well, go ahead. this at this point you don't know where the center is we've That's got what, a pretty good idea so they're, they're going to be watching on satellites and and they'll have a pretty good right. uh, idea for a for a well-developed storm you're going to have a pretty pretty yeah. good idea so the satellites are going to be able to give you a, a pretty solid tentative center and then the the uh, movement of the storm. Right. So like the invest though, where it's not, you're yeah. going to fly in there and yeah. try to pick it apart to see where the actual center That's is. That's correct. And and those those you're flying around looking for uh, closed circulation right. um, and, and hunting for a, a center of low pressure. Mm. What what are some of the things that y'all are measuring when you're inside of there? Wind, obviously wind speed. Yeah, wind speed, temperature, humidity. Um, if you're in an invest, you're you're going to be steering clear of clouds and not not 
entering into the weather because we're down low um, and, and we don't want to get in a situation where the weather could put us in a, a, a tough spot. Um, but in a storm, there's sensors that are looking at the rain rate and, and a lot of other uh, things like that. Okay. I'm just picturing this big plane going through the, the hurricane. I mean, for the for the pilot and you as a navigator, are you constantly having to readjust, uh, you know, based on what the storm's doing and where you're at in it and how it's trying to turn you around? Is that am I am I thinking of that the right way? Uh, there, there's as as you get wind gusts coming through, the, the pilots are going to be working to keep the airplane flying on right. course. Uh, but but for the most part, when we're flying from the entry point to the center, we're just flying a, a specified track. Once we break through the eye wall and are in the, the eye of the storm, mm-hmm. then the weather officer, the RWO in the back, is going to be giving course corrections based on, on what their sensors are saying uh, as we, we search for the, the, uh, the very center, the, uh, the, the point of lowest pressure. What is that, what's that feel like when you punch through to the center and it's like all clear and everything? I mean, that's got to be some breathtaking images, yeah, I'm sure, huh? Cool. It, yeah, it, it can be pretty cool. Uh, and there's, there's certainly some, some great uh, pictures out there that we've taken. Um, these massive stadium of clouds, it's up around you, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it can be pretty cool. It can also be somewhat underwhelming as well, is, is that not all eyes are formed, open yeah. and clear yeah. and and as uh, as well-formed as, as, right. as you see in those those real glory pictures. Right. Um, so a lot of times you break out and it's just it's more Less thunder, clouds. lightning, and rain. Uh, you're not going to have a lot of thunder and lightning, but you'll have have clouds, and so you know you'll you'll see the eye wall somewhat, but then it'll be obscured by clouds. Yeah, well, and the more cool. formed it is, usually the stronger of a storm it is too, right. which is yeah. worse for the people around here. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't. You know, they cause a lot of destruction, but there is some kind of beauty in those photos when you see like those satellite imagery of the whole thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Well defined. Yeah, it's pretty magnificent. It's, it is. You know, us being from around here. As long as it stays out <laughs> away right, from us. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's, it's like looking at a pretty tiger that you know can yeah. rip your head off. You know what I mean? But yeah, you can still true. appreciate its beauty, yeah. I guess, as long as it's in a cage and not yeah, coming not towards it. So before we move on, yeah, uh, I know you're talking about flying through. So they don't fly straight if you're yeah. like in aviation. Yeah. They actually do what's called, if you want to explain oh, the yeah. crabbing. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty a, cool. a good point that Chris brings because up. Because I'm is, definitely thinking straight. Yeah, you know, just plowing straight is, ahead. Is we're flying through it, uh, it's rough air penetration speed is is what aviators would, would think of it as, but um, flying through to 180 knots, and then you're dealing with winds that are 100, 150 yeah. knots. So you're kind of like uh, for guys that are down here on the Gulf Coast, you're you're steering into the current um, to right. adjust for the yeah. That drift. was kind of my earlier question. Yeah. Like, I, you know, so, I yeah, you've so be constantly there, trying to fix that. Yeah, there will be times where the, the plane is, if you're looking at it, it, looks like it's on a 45 degree degree angle flying through the wind, um, and that's just what's required to stay on course. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's when your sure. stomach starts dropping a little bit. Is it is it a lot like I, the only frame of reference I have is a commercial airline flight, sure. right? You know, and I've been in turbulence and probably twice, and it was probably not hardly anything. But yeah. that feeling of when the plane just kind of yeah, like squats down feeling. and you can feel like you just drop—is that a lot of that? Yeah, there's some of that. Um, because <laughs> I know on a commercial flight, like honestly, I'm I'm like this, and I'm that. Yeah, that might just push it back down. Yeah. I'll go back down. I'm like, you know, what's going on here? I'm super nervous. I'm praying. Yeah, power's going it, out. Right? The but stewardess I just see, is losing I, peanuts I see, everywhere. Exactly. I see you <laughs> next to me on Southwest, and you're like looking at me, and you're just you're not even sweating. Yeah. You're just now, like, now, man um, up, dude. <laughs> so 
yeah, there's for for people that aren't aren't used to it, there there probably is a lot of turbulence. Um, most of the time, it's it's nothing too crazy. You, going through the the inner wind bands, and um, you, you'll get some areas where where the planes bounce around quite a bit, and you won't necessarily want to get up and walk around. Um, it's like a washing machine. I bet. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Uh, He's up in the front, but I've been in the back. Yeah. And mm. you just see all this water, and then there's a loadmaster back there that. We don't have a stewardess, but we he's in charge of the passengers back there. And he, uh, when he, he goes, this means buckle up, you sit know. down, stay there. <laughs> so, so you, you, you listen. This. <laughs> so you get nervous, right? You get nervous? Just a little bit. Okay, good. Yeah, good. No, that makes, there's me, no that way, makes yeah. me think y'all are human. Yeah. Um, what, what, how many people are a part of this operation in the plane? Okay, so the, the basic crew complement is five. You'll have a pilot and a co-pilot and a navigator up front. In the back, you'll have uh, the loadmaster and the uh, RWO, which is the weather officer. Uh now, uh, that's, that's the basic crew compliment on, on longer flights. Uh, we'll, we'll try and bring along an extra crew members. Most, most often a pilot, uh, just, just give the pilots a chance Sleep. to get out of the seat yeah. okay. and, and take a little nap. Yeah. If you're, if you're out on a 12 hour flight, the idea of sitting in a seat for, for 12 hours and, and trying to be on your game, that's, that's really something. And that's, that's usually a short trip you were saying, right? Usually around 12 hours. Well, is- yeah. T- uh, 10 hours is about the, the average, um, Whew. And, and you don't, you can, we can get up to about 12, um, not much beyond that. Okay. Um, and then sometimes, you know, down here in the Gulf, sometimes they'll be, be real short, uh, like Nestor last year. Uh-huh. Uh, that was just a, a tropical storm, I think, but we took off and we're essentially just climbing up to our altitude and entering the, right. what we call the storm environment. There wasn't much right off the coast here. Um, but it was right here on our doorstep, so it made it pretty easy. You, yeah. you, I don't think we said this though. How long are you in the storm for? It, it's a significant amount of time. Yeah, so uh, a lot of times uh, it's it's going to be around six hours in the storm environment. Right. Now that that also depends on on what the fix uh, the fix requirements are. So fixing is uh, when we establish the the center of the storm. Those are tasked by the National Hurricane Center, mm-hmm. and that is uh, driven by the proximity to land. Um, and uh, so they'll set those requirements. Um, if a storm is, is well out at sea and, and still not a threat, uh, we may be doing 12-hour uh, fixed pacing. So you'd fly out, make a couple passes through, and then come back. As it draws closer to land, you'll be moving to six-hour fixed pacing. So fly out to the storm, hit the first time. We'll say it's at noon, and then we'll keep flying patterns through the storm until the second fixed time at, at six. Uh, so yeah, they, you can go six hours. Um, beyond that, um, we can, as it draws closer to land, we can go to three hour fixed pacing. Um, but you're going to be bringing more aircraft in because obviously there's a limit on our, our crew duty day and how long is we there typically just one plane or do y'all do like one in and then another one swaps and then how, how does that work? Yeah. So that, that's pretty much the way it goes is, uh, is we'll swap out, um, one plane will go in. So you, you day hit, shift, night shift. Yeah. Yeah. So typically <laughs> right. we'll, if we're say going on the road, we'll have three aircraft, uh, go down there and you'll just cycle through. Okay. Um, so one plane will go out, hit the two six hourly fixes. And then six hours after that, then the next plane will be, be coming in and hitting that. That's, gotcha. And then y'all are just sending all this live numbers back, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, is you can can watch in real time, uh, pretty much our data streaming back right. from the aircraft. Uh, people at home can can watch the data on Google Earth or a, a bunch of different apps. 
Um, and then I, I watch he's going to be on me. there now. Believe me, I watch it. Yeah. So oh, you already Storm, watched their dad? I've watched it on the uh, the website that we talked about. Yeah, okay. uh, we, we, I watch it on there. It's like live streaming. I'm like, yeah, got my little plotter. <laughs> he's here, trying to figure sure. it all out. He's at home. Please don't stuff. come this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome. What y'all do? How uh, how far south are you responsible for and west? Uh, so uh, west uh, goes clear to the Hawaiian Islands. Okay, right? uh, and and that's something that we. We, we do, um, I think, every year in recent memories, we've had uh, storms heading out towards Hawaii. Um, so kind of mentioned earlier, 54 right. West is the, the eastern bound mm-hmm. of our, our area of responsibility, but then going all the way out to Hawaii. That's a big, that's a big area who, to cover. Who has huh? this other part? Is that England, Britain? Britain? Well, uh, nobody really. So uh, there's, uh, there's kind of certain ways that storms will act. Right. Uh, so th- there's, there's storms that, that they'll come off the middle of the Atlantic and they'll just hook up to the North. Correct. And we kind of call those fish storms because nobody cares, but the fish, <laughs> uh, by the time, mo- if, if you have a fish storm, it heads up the center of the Atlantic. It's probably going to run out of steam before right. it's, uh, hit cold uh, water. Yeah. And it, it, it hits cold water, fizzles yeah. out. Yeah. This is the strike zone. Yeah. Right down here, so right? where, what about the, the ones that curve? From. All the way back and then go back into like Ireland and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those storms. Uh, we haven't flown those. Uh, that's that's outside of our our normal area. Right. Uh, that doesn't happen a whole lot. Correct. Um, but people keep an eye on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, we keep pretty busy just with our, right. our area. Joey's trying to get y'all more work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all need no more work. Huh? Yeah. So the, the, you, you mentioned down here, uh, by the Yucatan, is that right? Yes. Y- y'all follow some stuff that usually pops up and develops, uh, there, right? Yeah. So a lot of times you see that, um, Isn't this the later in the season storms? Am I remembering that right? Usually. Yeah. That's, that's like, the, what it usually seems like now having said that there's, it's like predicting the weather, you know, yeah, right. Right. Uh, last Knock year, wood. We weren't even in storm season yet, and yeah. there was some stuff that popped up in in uh, mid May that we started flying. I just I just always feel like it's like when you get that kind of in the back of your mind, like so it's almost over. We almost made it all the way through. And then there's always some damn thing that pops up right here. Yeah, and you're like what are well, you doing, man? That one what are y'all that hit doing Florida two years ago. That's what I'm saying. That's the one that came out from down there yeah. as well. It's like a, yeah. cre- a creeper storm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and by that late in the season, you you're thinking, hey, it's late in the season, we're almost out yeah, of it. We're good, then, but you also got to remember there's this big pool of warm water, mm-hmm. right. the, the Gulf that's mm-hmm. that it's there to fuel anything that pops up. Yeah. Yep. And and those are the ones that usually spin up yeah. in one or two days and go from, you know, cat ones, cat threes all the way up. Right? Yeah. They, and, and that's something that, that we've been looking at more is, is what's called rapid intensification is yeah. these storms that'll, it'll go from a cat one to a, a cat five in, in very short order. Yeah. We don't like that. No, 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 it's no we don't not like at that. All. You mentioned about the ones out here towards the West coast though. Sure. Um, we don't really think it, we're selfish, you know. We don't think sure. about those as much. Hawaii but gets left off. You you made a good point. Yeah, they they go up the northern part of Mexico, or the excuse me, the western part, and then up north towards us, uh, and and cover Mexico. But then we get like the Arizona regions get all the flooding from it, right? Yeah. And so y'all are responsible for tracking that, right? Yeah. So you'll see this uh, throughout the the season is storms will pop up on the western coast of Mexico. And then usually meander up to towards the northwest, and and we'll go fly those. Usually, that's flown out of Keesler. Uh, occasionally, we have have forward deployed to the, the west coast, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we'll go fly those. And then at some point, they'll either just become a fish storm, or they'll head off towards Hawaii. And then we start have to start looking at forward deploying to Hawaii just to to be able to fly it out of there. 
Wow. Yeah, because that's a haul from Biloxi. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, that's a that's a good two day haul to go. Uh, we'll we'll typically jump from from Keesler to someplace on the west coast, and then the next day jump out to Y, wow. uh, and then start flying the storm out of there. That's that's nice. that's, that, that's pretty cool. Um, one other thing I I want us to cover too, because this one is the one you mentioned again. We we yeah. chatted this up before we we started recording. Um, that I didn't think about. People and probably don't even realize this, right? Obviously, hurricanes. It's in your name. Like we get that part of it, but there is a floating Mississippi River, right? Of yeah. water that exists. It just floats around in a particular spot of the atmosphere, correct? Am I, yeah. am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah, the jet stream. That's right. And it can dump water wherever it decides to dump water at, right? Yeah. And y'all monitor that. Yeah. So that's our our, our mission this time of year is uh, atmospheric uh, river uh, program. And that's uh, with the Center for Western water and weather extremes that's uh, with the Scripps uh, Institute at the University of California, San Diego. And we will go out and um, have aircraft based on the, the West Coast and then another in Hawaii. And what they're looking at is essentially, yes, a, a Mississippi River of water that's that's coming through the atmosphere and, and hitting the West Coast. And how's that going to impact rainfall in California, Arizona? How can they can best manage the water that they have? How can they alleviate some of the the problems with excessive rainfall yeah. causing all those mudslides mud and, and yeah, other stuff. Um, and and so that's that's one of the things that we do in the the off hurricane season. Right. Uh, then then also we have the uh, National Winter Storm Operations Plan, which has us. Uh, it's primarily uh, flying on, off the East Coast. There's patterns that we fly um, out there for uh, for the nor'easters mm -hmm. so that's okay. a big thing like the weather channel names these winter storms yeah. as well as they do hurricanes so i mean that's all the stuff y'all are doing yeah so it, it, just because it's not hurricane season we still have a lot of stuff going yeah, on just name would be, your name would be too long if you had to put yeah. everything you cover in the yeah. name so yeah. i like just keeping it short like yeah that. <laughs> that's awesome what did we did we describe what this piece yeah, of it, uh, gear here is right here yeah so going back to the the pattern we fly through the uh the storm we're going in there. The aircraft has some sensors on it, but we're also dropping these weather sensors from the plane. Uh, this is the, the the primary weather instrument we drop. It's a drop sond, um, and it it's just a little sensor package. So as we come in, flying through the the, uh, the storm, we're going to be dropping sonds um, at the entry point, looking at, at the winds, and this is going to be falling to the surface. Okay, so you just drop them out the plane, let them hit Correct. the ocean. Yeah, the, yeah. There's a tube in the bottom. They, they the loadmaster will load it in, release it. It radios the uh, the data back to the aircraft, that's then relayed via satellite to awesome. the National Hurricane Center. People that are listening, it looks like a little mini torpedo, kind of. Uh, really, it's, it's about. It's, uh, then y'all retrieve them. I'm, I'm, no, they, no, 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 no. Those yeah, don't. They no. just they send their and they're done. Yeah. So these these will drop to the surface and then they sink. Okay. And uh, and they just. One time use, to, baby. Yeah, One time disintegrate. Fish and reef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little over about a foot. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it's like, like a Pringles minute. can. There you yeah. go. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, so so we're going we're to be dropping one at the entry point. Then as we um, fly through the storm, we'll be dropping one of these in through the wind bands. Uh, typically, they're going to be looking at, at the highest um, wind speed as you're going through the, uh, the, the, the core bands mm -hmm. uh, around the eye. Uh, then... We're going to be making those turns, looking for the center of uh, of the storm where the pressure's lowest. Dropping another one there, then dropping another as we exit back out through the eye, and then at the uh, the turn point as uh, out 112 miles out. So that little thing's mm -hmm. picking up a lot of or sending yeah. back a lot of data. Right? Yeah, so it's got got these uh, these sensors here. Yeah, and right. it uh, drops down. There's a little parachute here. 
that um oh that's cool, that's cool. yeah so it, it it parachutes down to the surface and uh radios information back to the plane and then we send it back i to, bet that little guy has hell in the middle of a storm like he's uh, he's a big you know what i mean beat he's up just, all yeah, over the place with a parachute in the middle of all those gusts like yeah thank you yeah dude. they they uh they get tossed around a good bit it's, <laughs> yeah. it's sometimes pretty cool to, to yeah. hear what they're doing because is we'll drop these and we're going to be flying a powered aircraft through the, the wind bands mm-hmm. into the eye, but this thing's just flying. They're just the on their own. So those those wind bands are going 100, 150 miles an hour. So this thing will get whipped around, you know, the the uh, the ring of the storm. That's cool. And you're like watching it where like yeah. the daddy come back. Like to, a, those man. fireworks that you shoot up yeah. and a little yeah. paratrooper comes around. Yeah, just, just being the wind spun around in a, in a washing machine like super fast. Yeah. When when you get the data, where is it? Where is it going? Where's your data go first? Okay, so first, uh, this is going to be radioing back to the plane. It's going to go to the loadmaster. The loadmaster is receiving it and uh, doing some basic QC on the data. Um, they're going to be uh, the, the kind of the first thing is looking at is this falling at the right rate? If the the parachute doesn't deploy right as it goes out of the plane, it's it's what's called a fast fall, and the tube's not going to be or the the sond isn't going to be. So you just scratch out. Yeah. So yeah. then you'd be prepping to drop another. Okay. Um, so the loadmaster is gathering all that data. Once the loadmaster has has QC'd that and and done what they need to do, they uh, transfer it over to the weather officer, and then the weather officer is putting together um, it's called a, a vertical data message, something at VDM that uh, is then relayed back to the National Hurricane Center. Okay. And then and then the National Hurricane Center puts it out to yeah, the weather and. And so, and stuff like that. Yeah, well, uh, kind of was talking about hitting those fixed times earlier. And those fixed times, part of the thing that they are, are doing is they're going into uh, model runs for uh, climate modeling. So as they, they update the storm tracks, they want to get this data in at particular times so it can be integrated into the computer model. Um, okay. So, so they, you know the, the, the strength of the wind and the kind of the center of the wind through that thing. How do they know the steer and where it's going and movement and all of that? Uh, of the storm? Right. So as it's coming across the Atlantic, you can watch it on satellite and see where it's going. And then once we, um, we start in it, we have tentative numbers on, on where the storm's headed. But as we make our multiple passes through, I'll be looking at the movement of the storm and updating that. And so, uh, you know, you can so see. like the little spaghetti models, you know, how yeah. they always go. Well, I think that's computer generated based off yeah, of the information that, that y'all are giving them, right? Yeah. So the spaghetti models, those are going to be computer generated. Right. Uh, but just for us in the plane, uh, we're going to be looking at the movement as we make multiple passes through and, and updating, uh, it, you know, the next, next pass through. So. So th- their information is actually what's happening now. Yeah. The spaghetti models it's, are what we think predicted. the Correct. computer tries yeah. to predict what will happen next. Yeah. So a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. You know? So we're in the plane. We're not really cons- right. going to be looking at what the spaghetti. I'm as yeah. the navigator. I'm looking at okay, how's this thing moving? Because each of these passes is going to be roughly hour and forty five minutes. So if the storm is moving at ten knots and it's going to be an hour and forty later, wh- where do we need to be steering the next time through? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. A, a little more real time kind of, uh, nat, you know, f- look at it versus what, you know, someone like us who's back at home, we want to know where it's going. Yeah. You know we want to know what's going to hit But us. you got to start with what y'all are doing, obviously, to get, to get right. the yeah. information. And so the, the spaghetti models that you're going to be, be seeing, those are going to be bringing in a lot of other uh, data. Mm-hmm. So you, you've probably heard when they're 
prognosticated on where the storm's going to be. You know, there's a high pressure here, low right, pressure here, right. and how that's going to steer. And that's that's pretty important for 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 the the forecasters to to come up with where it's going to go. Yeah. For us in the plane, we're not going to be worried about that because we're out Y'all there for six it. hours. Yeah, y'all are sitting in I'm, I just need to be concerned about where do I need to be when I'm making the next pass. Mm-hmm. And, and We know it's right hour here. 45. <laughs> it's yeah. literally right outside the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely... Uh, that that's that's a cool way to look at it you know what y'all are looking at versus what the general public is is wanting out of it as well but yeah. it starts there with the data that y'all are getting mm-hmm. that's awesome man uh you shared i saw your uh your twitter page that had a uh i guess a photo of the the humidity that that, that was tracing behind the 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 uh propeller am i yeah. saying that right yeah. yeah that was that was an amazing photo i thought that was awesome yeah so that's just uh just a picture I took. Uh, it's it's pretty neat that when the, it's high humidity, yeah, as it often which, is around here, every uh, single day. Yeah, and you'll see that there. You know, there's pictures of fighter jets at air shows, pulling right. G's and, right. and doing that. Obviously, we're not going to be doing those sort of maneuvers um, in the C-130, but but the props generate um, those those vapor trails. It makes it makes it look pretty cool. Yeah. I talked to you earlier about the, the how I'm definitely terrified of lightning and how many times that the plane might actually get struck by lightning in one one fly or pass or hit or whatever you call yeah. it, right? Yeah, so uh, we, we do get hit by lightning. It's something we try and avoid. Oh, um, man. Uh, like <laughs> I, we kind of mentioned Nestor last year uh, was a storm with a lot of lightning. Went in there, we did get hit. But that's that's typically something we try and avoid. Uh, lightning can damage the plane. Right. Uh, so so we'll try and avoid that. Um, we We fly through stuff that, Nobody else is going to fly through. Yeah. However, there's also things that we try and avoid. Lightning is something we obviously try and avoid. Right. Um, in extreme precipitation uh, areas, you can you can have problems. So you try and avoid areas with extreme precipitation. Um, and that's just the weight of the plane, I'm guessing. Or uh, you, you know, you'd want to. I think the probably the biggest concern is uh, looking at the yeah, how it affects the performance of the plane, mm-hmm. uh, and and how you you'd want to position the plane to penetrate right. areas of extreme precipitation. Uh, you can flame out the engines if you put enough water through them. Uh, so obviously you want to keep those engines running. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this would be a good time to explain why y'all use props as opposed to a jet engine. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I, I guess that's, kind of what you a, just said, huh? Yeah. Huge question so, and, all the time. And actually, um, you know, it's got this big old blender out in front of the, yeah. the, uh, right. the intake, and that's going to you know, help protect it. Um so yeah, it just it works. works it works better, better than a in big, those conditions uh, than, than open a faced, right. Um, right? High bypass engine. Yeah. So the propellers actually block the water and anything yeah, they, else. Yeah, they have some effect to that, and and you'll also see that in hail a lot. Is is we'll encounter areas where there's a lot of hail, yeah. uh, and that's that's also something we'll try and avoid because hail can can beat Damage up the plane. The you'll see as we go through the season, the the leading edges of the aircraft they'll get pretty worn looking as the the rain and hail beats the paint off. Yeah. Um, off, off the, off stuff. And yeah, all y'all's planes are at Keesler. Yes, the that's ones correct. down here, right? They yeah. do all the maintenance and upkeep and yeah. Stuff like so we that have ten WC one thirties that are stationed here at Keesler. There are the other Hurricane Hunters, our our NOAA brethren. Uh, they fly a couple of P threes, and they're uh, out of Lakeland, Florida. I didn't uh, know there was another one. Okay, so we're sort of the operational side. We gather um, data for the National Hurricane Center. Okay. Um, they have a more research-oriented uh, mission, so they're going to be flying. We may even be flying storms at the same time, but they may be looking at 
specific areas that are of interest for their scientific research. Traffic inside of a hurricane. Yeah, absolutely. And I and, and I have some <laughs> pictures. Like waving at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I have Whatever. some pictures of the NOAA P3 uh, 2,000 feet below us in the storm. It's pretty cool. Like, hey, guys. You try to oh, hit him with the, with the sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Drop it yeah. down. Drop it down. <laughs> yeah, so that's oh, actually again. a good point is that, yeah, we do uh, take great effort to uh, avoid conflict yes. in there. Um because yeah, nobody wants to get a drop zone through their windshield. Yeah, no. who wants to be the pilot? How how did you hit someone in a hurricane? You yeah. were in a hurricane, like <laughs> yeah. It was just how you did two. that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't realize that. So, and they're based out of where? I know you mentioned it. Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland. Okay. okay, and so that's something that that they're uh, you know there's there's I think some confusion sometimes is there's the, the NOAA hurricane hunters that they fly the two P threes. Um, they have a similar but but different mission from us. Yeah. Like you said, yours is, theirs is more research based. Yes. Okay. Okay. And that would just be where, where storms are, are starting up or how many storms happen yeah, a year. And I, I can't really speak to the, the specifics. We right. do have some folks that, that work for both organizations. Um, but yeah, they, they have, have research projects that are going on. Gotcha. Uh, they also have a Gulf stream that, that will go and fly, um, up high and they'll sometimes do a, a circle around the, the perimeter of a storm, um, depending on, on how things are going. Um, are y'all on uh, Facebook or y'all have a Facebook page? Oh yes. Yeah. No, that people can reach, uh, reach, reach all through that. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you can see all the photos, all the videos, anything that I can get my hands on. You it, get, it, it, it gets posted. Yeah, and everything goes through you, right? Correct. Yes. So the four hundred third wing public affairs office, um, we handle. The, what, what do y'all do in the community other than like obviously you're doing this podcast in here, the, where people can so run this, into is, y'all. this is one of the big portions is the media right? outreach, yeah. and then we do community relations. So we'll be out here with leadership and community engagement. You know, show our faces, let everyone know who we are and what we do. Yeah. And uh, as a reserve unit, we're actually the tenant. So you have two wings here at Keesler, the 81st yeah. training wing. That's the the host, okay. the owner of the base. And that's, you know, their main mission is under Air Education Training Command. Mm-hmm. So they're teaching and, you know, uh, bringing up the new airmen that come out of right. basic training to do their jobs. And there's all kinds of different career fields here. On the other side, we have the 403rd wing, which is us, and we're the reserve unit. So there's about 300, almost 400 of us full-time that they call us air reserve technicians. So we're civilian throughout the week, and then we're whatever rank we are during the weekends, duty weekends. Okay. And we just do the same job. And uh, I didn't realize that distinction there. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, so yeah, that's a huge piece. Um, you know, Major Withy and the Hurricane Hunters being reservists, but they're the only team, the only unit that does their, their job. Know, their job. Yeah, that's awesome. And there's a, 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 it's worth mentioning our, our counterparts uh, or our brethren mm-hmm. at the 815th uh, Airlift Squadron, the other squadron at Keesler. Uh, they're, um, they fly regular C-130J models. They fly TAC. They deploy to the desert, um, flying combat missions. Uh, so not every C-130 you see flying around the local area is a, a hurricane hunter. If you see, you know, two two aircraft flying in formation coming over Ocean Springs, yeah, that's going to be our, our brothers at the eight fifteenth out okay. there doing their low level uh, flying training. Okay. Um, y'all ever try to trick one of them? Say, hey, y'all got to come get in the hurricane with us today. Like some some, <laughs> some scheduling shit happened. I'm sorry, we need yeah. you. Come on, you're going. No. And just so like yeah, them. so we have uh, yeah. <laughs> I would do that. Th- there yeah. are some folks that are. Um, that are trained and, and fly both missions, uh, but it's kind of a two different, yeah, I would, I would two, two different paths. <laughs> yeah, big, yeah. big difference um, there. So, and 
you know, it's different people like doing different things. Um, and you know, some, some of us would rather never see the desert again. And I bet. some of them would never like to go inside a hurricane. Ever. Yeah. Hey, ever. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate y'all coming out here today and it talking was, to us. I was super pumped for this one. Absolutely uh, awesome. I want to thank LB at the Wayward Kraken for hooking this up, man. Uh, he was he was the one that put this together, shot us a message and put us in contact with one another. So uh, we really appreciate it. We thank y'all for what you do. Thank you for your no service. A um, lot of good information here for people that live on the coast. We rely on y'all heavily. So thank you very much for what you do. Yeah, thanks. And thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Hey guys, I just wanted to jump in here at the end and say thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to talk to us, man, drop us a comment. You can go to our Facebook page at Brownwater B on Instagram at Brownwater B on Twitter. Uh, let us know how you're doing. Let us know how you're entertaining yourself right now while there's nothing to do. Tag us in any of your photos. We'd love to know what you're up to. And until the next one, we'll see you then.